if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. And we continue now in hour number two. Thanks for being with us. Ten minutes past ten o'clock as we roll on this free for all Friday. We are going to be free for all literally this uh, full hour of the program at 216 It's the 19th morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord 2020. And that means it's June 19th. And that means it's Juneteenth. Celebrate. And I want to say this before I go to the phones. And I do have a caller on the line who's kind of a caller, kind of a guest. He actually uh, was not scheduled, but he said he really had something to say about what's going on in Columbus, Ohio, and I said, absolutely, I'll talk to Pastor Chris Long anytime he wants to. But I want to clarify something real quick. Larry Elder and I were discussing why it is that Juneteenth, June 19th, is commemorated and celebrated as, you know, the the end of slavery, when the Emancipation Proclamation, which I pointed out to Larry, actually was... Um, uh, signed as an executive order by President Lincoln on uh, in uh, September of 1862, it took effect the freedom of the slaves, the ans- uh, the uh, emancipation of all slaves. It took effect on January 1st, 1863. Well, I had a friend uh, text me and remind me, you know, that isn't really technically what ended slavery. All that did was free or emancipate all existing slaves. But slavery as an institution wasn't outlawed until uh, the, the passage of the 13th Amendment, which is exactly correct. And that didn't happen until December 6th, 1865. So that's when the 13th Amendment outlawing slavery was passed. So again, we got all these dates involving emancipation, amendments, etc. Why June 19th? And I just did a little quick check just to see what Juneteenth or why Juneteenth was, was chosen in such a way. And uh, it goes back to essentially... The 19th of June, they commemorate the Union Army General Gordon Granger's Gordon Gordon Granger rather's reading of federal orders in the city of Galveston, Texas, on the 19th of June, 1865, uh, proclaiming that all enslaved persons were now free from the state in the state of Texas. Although the Emancipation Proclamation had formally freed them almost two and a half years earlier, and the American Civil War had largely ended with the defeat of the Confederacy in April, Texas was the most remote of the slave states. 
This is all Wikipedia, by the way. With a low presence of Union troops, so enforcement of the proclamation had been slow and inconsistent. So it was June 19th, 1865, that slaves or blacks in Texas didn't even know that they had been freed. And that's when they became aware. So just a little bit of clarity, I suppose, because Larry and I were talking about all of the different dates. And regardless of what date is chosen, it is obviously something to celebrate the end of the great shame of slavery in this country. Okay, now, having said all of that, let's uh, bring in Pastor Chris Long. Uh, Pastor Chris Long is the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, among many other titles, and uh, he wanted to talk about something very serious that is going on in our home state in Columbus, and that is essentially the deconstruction of it. Uh, Pastor Long, good to have you. How are you, sir? Well, thank you, Bob, for having me on. First of all, let me say, what a great interview with Larry Elder. We really enjoyed hearing that. And I love your lead-in with Ronald Reagan. One of the only things that made sense this year was I had an opportunity to go visit family in California and take in a visit of the Reagan Library before they closed it down, before COVID-19 hit. It was in uh, late, uh, was in February uh, before March, and it was closed down. And that made the, that was the only thing that made sense this year. <laughs> So well, you know uh, that's that's a great point, and you're right. There hasn't been a whole lot of sense, and there hasn't been a whole lot to celebrate, quite frankly, for the whole of 2020 between the virus and then, of course, the protests and the destruction that we are seeing in the uh, the division in this country. So, yeah, uh, I really like to spotlight the great communicator and President Reagan's words, which I think will uh, ring very, very true to everybody this day and beyond. Absolutely. Well, listen, thanks for having me on, and I do want to give a report. Uh, we actually been posting up on social media about the defacing of the state house. Now, people think I'm talking about uh, what happened a few weeks ago. No, I'm talking about what happened yesterday afternoon in broad daylight. Uh, there were, uh, I would just call them rioters at this point. I mean, if you're not a peaceful protester, if you're defacing public property, and that's what happened at the Ohio State House, you can go to our Facebook page at the Ohio Christian Alliance and see the images. I'm looking at one right now which has the beautiful uh, motto of our state, with God all things are possible, with red paint thrown all over it. They went to the steps of the State House and threw paint on it and red uh, hand paint over the marble stone, uh, sandstone of the building. Now, again, this is the same State House that just three weeks ago on that Thursday night, by the way, which was a watershed moment, Bob, because in the 161 years of our State House existence, it's never had, in anger, a broken glass or uh, rioters or those who would ransack the building in its 161-year history until that Thursday night, when only a handful of highway patrolmen were on duty that night when rioters, and I would say anarchists, insurrectionists, went to the building, broke its glass, uh, compromised the front doors, entered the building. In fact, uh, we're told, and I spoke this morning with the House Speaker, Larry Householder. I also spoke to Senate President uh, Larry Oboff, and they are beginning to ask all these questions. Now, whose job is it to protect the people's house, the seat of government? This is actually a big deal. For, for instance, the Cleveland Plain Dealer folks is not telling you the story. The Columbus Dispatch is telling part of the story. The news media in this state is woefully of what it was just a few years ago. The underreporting of these major events in our state is really alarming. And, folks, you need to be aware. And I know, Bob, that's what you do every day. And on our social media network and our platform, be able to get messaging out. I'm still stunned at how many Ohioans do not know 
that the state house, the people's house, was ransacked three weeks ago. Uh, by the way, there were arrests that were made. I got that report this morning. Fourteen arrests were made, including the individual that severely cut themselves going into uh, the Senate, uh, the uh, auditor's office, the ceremonial office. Uh, that person went through broken glass, cut themselves severely. There was blood all over. They must have used the DNA samples and matched it up with hospital records to arrest that individual. But tear gas had to be dispersed. Wooden and rubber bullets had to be fired that night to to get the rioters, looters, not, they weren't looters, they were basically anarchists out of the building. And the destruction of the State House was more extensive than first reported. Now, what happened yesterday? In broad daylight, now there's been an army of uh, State House patrolmen there ever since, right? In fact, we had the legislature met last week, and for their own protection, get this, Bob, 200 State, State Highway patrolmen was there to secure the members of the House and the Senate so they can um, basically convene an assembly of the people's work. Okay, that's our house. That's a, the people's house. That's your house, my house. That is the taxpayer's house, the, the, the seat of government in Columbus, Ohio. Now, l listen to this. Yesterday, broad daylight, these protesters, uh, basically uh, destruction, uh, with this paint all over the monuments, the World War One, the World War Two, they were heading towards the Holocaust Memorial on the uh, uh, State House. It was the latest uh, audition. It, it, it re uh, remembers uh, those who liberated the death camps and those who survived the Holocaust. It's a, it's a Star of David. It's actually a beautiful tribute to them, both. They were heading to that to throw paint all over that. Folks, these are not good people, okay? They don't have a cause. This isn't about Black Lives Matter even at this point. These are anarchists. These, you know, this is the seat of government, and they're trying to disrupt it. And I'm also told, Bob, and this is important for you folks to know, I talked to one of the employees who works with one of the legislators. He says, Chris, I can't even be out here at night. Our cars are getting pummeled. Things are being thrown at them. This is still going on, Bob. Uh, I, I forwarded you a 911 call that the Speaker of the House forwarded me in a text message this morning and I posted up on our Facebook page. A 911 call yesterday, High Street. Chris, let me let me, uh, let me let me uh, let me hold you there um, and get a couple of points in. First of all, um, George Floyd has nothing to do with this. No. Um, the, the 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 killing of George Floyd. You're you're a thousand percent right. These are anarchists who have been looking for a reason to uh, spread anarchy to to perpetrate these crimes. This is there is no doubt about this. The Columbus statue has nothing to do with uh, with George Floyd. None of what is being done to the state house has anything to do with any of that. I want to read a tweet from Speaker Householder. You were just quoting him and talking about your conversation with him. Yes, he said this yesterday last night. There is no. No excuse that night after night, and as you pointed out, daylight too, the Ohio State House gets beaten, spray painted, and abused. The State House isn't only Ohio's seat of government, but it is post number one of the Highway Patrol. Governor, protect the taxpayers' property now. Amen. OSHP, have some respect for yourself. And I completely concur with that. So, I don't, before I get to that nine one one call you were about to describe, I'm going to play it. Okay, good. Um, before I do that, what is your message to Mike DeWine? Uh, you talked to Householder and Abhoff about this. I haven't heard DeWine say anything about this. I'm glad you mentioned that. There's been no comment from the governor at all. In fact, we're going to put out a statement today. I have pastors who are concerned about this across the state. And by the way, I'm going to have 
uh, some black pastors on my radio program this next couple of weeks that are going to talk about how the protests have been hijacked by these anarchists. They are infuriated by what's happening with the destruction of public property and those who are trying to actually uh, create insurrection within the communities. Uh, they mean for no good, and these are voices in the black community, folks, that you need to hear as well. And, Bob, I'll share them with you so you can have them on this program as well. But these are the voices, like Larry Elders, that need to be heard at this time. Uh, you know, we're not at war with each other. We're at war against uh, ideologies that actually are attacking everything we stand for as an American republic, and we've got to wake up to that fact. Uh, Pastor Chris Long, can you hang on with me for just a second? I hear music, which means we need to get a quick time out. I do want to play that 911 call and the important part of it, which is what the police were ordered to do in response to this constant property damage and destruction and defacing of all of these very important uh, parts of our, our state capital. Can you hold on? Yes, sir. Okay, Pastor Chris Long is going to stay with me, and we'll take him for one more uh, uh, segment after this. And again, your phone calls at 216-901-0945. Um, It's uh, 1025 as we continue now. Uh, I want to go back to the phones. And uh, Chris Long, Pastor Chris Long of the Ohio Christian Alliance is still with us. And Pastor Long, I want to play this uh, very short. Uh, it's about a minute long. Um, 911 call to uh, Columbus uh, emergency uh, officials about uh, protests and dangerous situations going on. And listen to what the caller is told in response. Columbus Police Tech 27. Yes, I got, um, I got traffic being stopped and impeded on uh, on I Street by a bunch of people that are parking their cars sideways and, and having a party. Where is it at? It's on High Street. Do you have an intersection? Right around Broad Street. Okay, yeah, it's going to be out of the protest downtown. I'll let them know, but... That's a protest? They're, they're, they're riding their, mic, their motorcycles, popping wheelies, and... Yep, we were, told, okay. we were told by our mayor to stand down, so the mayor has given them full reins of the streets. You've got to be kidding me. Nope, we were told to stand down, so um, I could give you the telephone number for the mayor's hotline if you'd like. Oh, that's what I need. That's what I need. Okay, hold on one second. I'm going to let this play. Sorry, give me one second here. It's going to be six. I want you to hear this number, whether you live in Columbus and the people listening to this show likely do not or not. I think maybe the mayor's phone ought to get a jingle or two, the mayor of Columbus over there. 2489. So, Chris Long, essentially what we were just we just heard from that dispatcher is that the mayor of the city of Columbus has turned his streets over to the protesters in, a, in the same way that the mayor of the city of Seattle has done to the anarchists there that have declared their chop zone or their chaz zone. This is happening in Columbus with the full approval of the mayor of the city of Columbus. Take it from there. That's right, and that's a 911 call that was forwarded to me from the Speaker of the House, Larry Householder. That's a 911 call from yesterday afternoon. High Street and Broad, folks, is right in front of the Ohio State House. So here's people 
that are being impeded on the streets. By the way, their safety cannot be secured. Uh, people who work at the state house for legislators are told after after hours you it's very dangerous right now, and it has been for the last several weeks in downtown Columbus, folks. We have anarchy in the streets of Ohio, and the media is not reporting on it. And it needs to be told. And, Bob, thank you for allowing me to come on and uh, report this this morning. And I've been, and I'm, we're getting interesting information. By the way, this article from the dispatch saying that that paint is washable, baloney. Uh, we've just been told that the power washing will actually destroy the marble. So they've had to call in a special group to actually remove the paint. And they're having difficulty doing it again. All the monuments at the State House lawn have been uh, defaced yesterday in broad daylight. The State Highway Patrol stood down, and we're, we're asking the question: Who in the world told them to stand down? Why weren't they arresting people? We don't have the answers for that. Well, yet, well, yeah, because the the mayor cannot uh, order the State Highway Patrol to do anything. Who do they report to? I mean, my answer is going to obviously be Governor Dewine, right? Doesn't he control state law enforcement? It is a failure of government all the way around. That's what I'm finding out, Bob. I tell you, I've been doing this for 20 years, representing uh, the people's interest uh, through the faith community at the Ohio State House, walking those regal hallways of our state house. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose, but it's a peaceful pro- uh, process in our representative republic. But this, folks, is an insurrectionist anarchy that's taking place in our streets, in our government, and, folks, it's alarming. I got to tell you, Pastor Long, it's very disheartening to learn all of this and to know that nobody else knows it. Because um, you're right, it's not on Cleveland.com. I don't regularly read the, read the uh, Columbus Dispatch. Uh, they're not covering it either. I'm not seeing it on television. The state capital of Ohio is under siege, and in fact, law enforcement has been told to let it happen. Do not try to fight back. Um, I cannot even imagine how this is going to end. Uh, thank you for making us aware of it, Pastor Long. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Bob. God bless you, my friend. God bless you, too. That's Pastor Chris Long from the Ohio Christian Alliance. You want to react and respond to that? I would hope you do. 216-901-0945. You're next. Ten thirty-five. We continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Somebody just texted me and said, "Give that mayor's phone number again." Um, okay. And in fact, I'll give you the entire second half of that phone call protest again. Protest downtown. I'll let them know. But that's a protest. They're 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 riding their mic, their motorcycles, popping wheelies. And yep. Less, we, were told, we were told by our mayor to stand down. So there, the mayor has given them full reins of the streets. You've got to be kidding me. Nope, we were told to stand down. So um, I could give you the telephone number for the mayor's hotline if you'd like. Oh, that's what I need. That's what I need. Okay, hold on one second. Sorry, give me one second here. It's going to be 614-645-2489. Everybody get that? 
If you didn't get that, make sure you get that. 614-645-2489. Mayor Ginther has surrendered the streets of Columbus in broad daylight to anarchists. I refuse to call them protesters. They are anarchists. They are rioters. They are dangerous, dangerous people. They are not there taking advantage of the First Amendment. The First Amendment says that uh, uh, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of people to peaceably assemble. Peaceably. Not violently. And not against the law, which, of course, blocking traffic and intersections is. It puts people in danger. He has surrendered the streets almost in the same manner as the lunatic mayor of Seattle, Washington, has done. Let's go to uh, Paul in uh, Akron. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for your patience. Paul, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to say, and I don't expect an answer, is now that we see how racist Akron actually is as they allow Black Lives Matter to paint our streets, I wonder if they would allow the KKK domestic terrorists to also paint on our streets. I would hope not. I would hope not. I would hope uh, that a hate group would never have a license, and thank you for the call, Paul. I would hope a hate group would never have a license to do anything that is hateful, ever, anywhere. And yes, the Black Lives Matter organization is a hate group. It is not just about uplifting the African-American experience the way they want you to believe. I talked yesterday at length with um, uh, with uh, Dr. Everett Piper about who and what Black Lives Matter really is. Not the people who are just saying, hey, Black Lives Matter. Of course they do. I'm with them. Of course they do. As I've said a billion times, Black Lives Matter because they are human lives. And more specifically here, they are American lives. So of course they matter. Because all lives matter. Every color, every one of us. But it's the Black Lives Matter organization that is a very, very different entity altogether. What they believe in is 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 so anarchistic honestly it is so anti-american it is hard to to uh uh to describe them all unless i read to you the long essay about what they truly believe in which is essentially an end to the united states in the manner that it exists right now which means in liberty with justice for all which means the capitalist uh economic system under which we operate uh, which means uh, uh, the nuclear family being promoted as being the best way to turn out productive members of society from children to adults uh, and into the patriarchy and into cisgender normalcy. Uh, in other words, they're arguing for the LGBT uh, community, so there is no gender. They argue for an end to borders. They argue for an end to uh, police. They argue for an end to laws. I mean, th- this is anarchy being fomented by a group called Black Lives Matter. And it's being greenlit and it's being approved of by everybody in power because if they say we don't think this is a good idea, they're going to be branded as racist. And there's nothing worse in American 2020 to be called than a racist. So, you know, are they going to let them paint Black Lives Matter on the streets? You betcha. Just like the mayor in Washington, D.C. did. Would they allow KKK? No. Would they allow, uh, I don't know, just think of it. Would they allow any other, uh, you know, anarchist group to do this? No, they would not. But the difference is, of course, they wouldn't be called racist um, uh, for their action in that regard. Diane is next on AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, Diane. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. 
I called that number immediately for uh, the Columbus mayor, but what I reached was the recording said, you've reached a 311 customer service number, and the first two choices were to help people with COVID problems, and then I just never got to anything. So if it is the 2489, I wondered if she said 2485. No, she didn't. But, no, no, she didn't. She didn't. You got it okay. right. You got it right. Okay. This is just what the mayor, the governor does. This is what the mayor does. This is what leader, that's what Chris Long said, and he's right. It's a failure of leadership at every turn, from the leaders of the General Assembly to the leader in the, the governor's mansion to the mayor of the city of Columbus uh, and, and, and so forth. Um, it is an absolute failure. What they've done is they've given a number, and I'm glad you told me this, they They've given a number that's not going to get anywhere. That's going to get they, that just is going to leave you uh, end up making you leave a message or uh, pressing this one or that one or this number or that number to get to here to there and everywhere until you get so frustrated to hang up. So they've essentially said, "Here's the number for anybody who calls to complain about the protesters. Send them in, into this, uh, you know, into this customer service representative uh, circle of hell, and they'll just eventually p- uh, fizzle out." Because that's what I would do. You know, if I call that number and I end up getting the runaround, that's exactly what would happen. Is I would get frustrated and hang up. So that's what they've done. Diane, you still there? Oh, I am, Bob. Thank you. And thank you for having Larry Elder on and Pastor Chris Long. Um, I just appreciate all you do and all they do. God bless you all. Well, thank you. God bless you all. Thank you, Diane. God bless you, too. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. By the way, a reminder, I will be hosting Larry Elder's show tonight. Uh, it airs live, 6 to 9, but here, 7 to 10 p.m., because we do have Jay Sekulow uh, live, so make sure that you listen in from 7 to 10 tonight. I will be hosting for Larry Elder, and I will have a couple of familiar voices you may be uh, interested in hearing from during this time as well. Uh, let's go to Mayfield Heights, and let's say good morning to Frank. Uh, Frank wants uh, to talk about morning. what's going Thanks on for- in Columbus. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yes, sir. Quick uh, question. Since the word hypocrisy just doesn't seem to make sense or mean anything anymore, since the mayor took down the statue of Christopher Columbus, when is he going to rename the city? It's awful hypocritical to leave the name as Columbus, Ohio, yet tear down the statue of the person the city is named for. Um, that, just, that just doesn't make sense. So we patience. Should, we patience, should Frank. Patience. Protest. No, patience, all good things to those who wait. If you don't think that that's next, um, and it's not something the mayor can do, I don't believe, unilaterally, but if you don't believe that the protesters and those trying to you know, uh, erase American history, um, if you don't think that their next move is going to be, re- be to rename cities, you're, you're mistaken. It will happen. I guarantee you, whether it's oh, successful I, I or not, they will, they will take it to the city council or whatever the... I don't know exactly what the procedure would be. I know the mayor couldn't do it unilaterally. Maybe the city council with a vote, I don't know. Maybe it would have to go to the state since it's our state capital and the General Assembly would have a say in it. I don't know, but you better believe they're coming for the names of the cities, whether it's Jefferson City, Missouri, or whether it's uh, you know Columbus, Ohio, or whether it's any name that uh, they deem to be... Yeah, yeah, right, there you go. Any any name that... You know, because here's, here's how we know they're going to do it, Frank. Uh, they're already moving to rename... Um, uh, uh, military bases like Fort Bragg, uh, North Carolina. They're 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 moving to rename military bases if if the individual whom they're named after had any links whatsoever to the Confederacy. Uh, so they, they, you know they're 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 changing the names of military bases. They're changing the names of uh of schools. They're changing the names of other buildings. And yes, you better believe they're going to change the names of cities. So one question, real quick. Yeah. What 
gives others the right to feel that they are more important than me or you, that their views are better or more viable, more moral, more ethical than you or I. And what, why can't we, you and I and other people who feel a certain way, speak up as loudly and drive, um, drive our view? And I'll, I'll leave with one quote from okay. John Stuart Mill. Okay. He said, uh, and this is back in the 1600s, if all of mankind minus one were of one opinion, and that one person were of a contrary opinion. All of mankind has no right to silence the one than the one would have if they had the power, the right to silence all of mankind. I paraphrase that a little bit, but I think you get the, the point. We've lost our rights as individuals to people who have no right to tell us how we should think, feel, speak, um, and, and if we don't stand up, it's, it's, it's all going to be gone. Thank you for letting me talk. Uh, you are very welcome, and I'm glad you made the point. To answer your question, um, Frank, one word. The question that you asked prior to that quote, which I really appreciate, the question you asked was, why can't we rise up with our voices and be just as loud and say, hey, our opinion matters just as much as yours does? So we can have a discussion and a debate as to whether this statue can stay or that state name or that city name can stay or that building name can stay or that military base can stay, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that one word answer is fear. Okay? Fear. Fear of being attacked. Fear both physically and reputationally. Fear. Nobody wants to stand up to this rage mob because when you you get canceled, you get fired from your job, you get ostracized, you get called a racist, you lose friends, and maybe you get physically assaulted. Um, not kidding even a little bit, the videos are all over the Internet of people who may not be chanting Black Lives Matter loud enough, having their fists in the air, or doing uh, things that the anarchists approve of, and they are being attacked, and they are being assaulted. The videos are everywhere. People are terrified. Look, um, when you don't control the platform, your message is is control you know you don't have control of your message either what i mean by that is that's a little clunky <sighs> remember when charlottesville happened and president trump pointed out that there were good people on both sides of what happened in charlottesville and he was immediately branded a racist because he was identifying people who were good people who were not neo-Nazis or white supremacists on the keep the statues side. And there were good people who were not part of Antifa bringing, you know, pool balls inside of socks to beat people with on the get rid of the statue side. But all were branded as one or the other by the platforms. President Trump was right. 
to say that the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists should be condemned totally. But there were good people there, too. There were people who were not racists. There were people who were not, uh, uh, you know, KKK or, or neo-Nazi or anything else who weren't even there with that group. They were there separately on their own to express their opinion the way you just said. Why can't we use our voices? They were there just to use their voices saying we shouldn't erase our history. We shouldn't remove these statues. This is not about supporting slavery or the actual Confederacy. It's about, first of all, they are just symbolic of the South, you know, this portion of the country that we call the South, which means something, uh, and also because it is a part of our history. And in fact, the existence of these statues and these public squares is a good opportunity to talk to children about our history. This is who that man was. This is what he did and what he stood for, and this is what happened. So there were decent people there who just wanted to use their voices the way Frank just said. Why can't we speak? But they, because they were alongside hateful people who were using their voices to be disgusting and to be racist, the whole group was branded as being racist. And President Trump wasn't allowed to point out, no, they're not all racist. There were decent people there who had nothing to do with white supremacy. Just like on the Antifa side that really brought the weapons to the, uh, to the, uh, uh, uh protest. Cause remember, the only people that were there legally in Charlottesville were those there to defend the statues. They got a permit. Antifa said, we're coming to take them out and initiated the violence. But there were some people there on the get rid of the statue side that weren't Antifa. And they weren't Black Lives Matter per se. They weren't uh, part of any organizational group to commit violence. They were just there to say, I think these things ought to go. Teach those lessons you're talking about from a museum, not from the middle of this, uh, this park or this public ground. So there are, when people just want to lift their voices and say, I just want to be heard like the other side wants to be heard, let's discuss this, or even let's shout this, that is erased by those who control the platforms meaning the social media platforms and the network and broadcast news and newspapers, because they will paint everybody with that broad brush to advance their agenda. And nobody wants to be a part of it. So you ask, Frank, and I know this is a very long answer, to, uh, to what I think is a complex question. People are scared. There is a palpable fear that if I speak out, I will be branded a racist. I will be branded a white supremacist. If I say, leave the Columbus statue alone, I will be branded anti-Native American or just anti-people of color. If I say, leave the names of the, of the uh, military bases alone, I will be branded a racist. So people are just, they're, they're scared into silence. They just are. And I get it. Especially if you yell, no, leave the Columbus statue alone in the wrong place, you'll get beaten. Fear is a very powerful weapon in the war of ideas. Fear is a very powerful weapon, and they're using it. We'll be right back. Okay, final segment of the Bob France Authority for this Friday morning. We'll get a couple of more phone calls in here before we're done. I wish I had better news to end the show with. 
the only good news I can end the show with is that uh, the show isn't over. I will be back tonight, uh, 7 to 10. You'll hear it here on AM 1420, The Answer. I'll be sitting in for uh, the great Larry Elder, whose movie premieres today. Make sure you log on to UncleTom.com and uh, check out Larry's new movie that premieres today. Uh, let's go to Cleveland and Jeffrey. You are on AM 1420, The Answer. Jeffrey, good morning. Go right ahead. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm good, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hello? Yes, sir. Can you hear me, Jeffrey? Yeah, I can hear you now. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. Go right ahead. Um, I just want to say, um, well, I guess I have a question. Why is it that whenever African Americans stand up for what we believe in, we get so much backlash? It seems like unfair sometimes. It's good and bad people all over the world, no matter what race. But I have been a victim of police brutality. I have had a cousin killed by police. But when we stand up for ourselves, we get no support, and it seems like we do nothing but wrong. Can you give me an example of what you mean uh, when we stand up for what we believe in and we get nothing but, but backlash? What do you mean? Perfect example is kneeling during the Pledge of Allegiance or, or the Star Spangled Banner. You know, as Christian folks, we should love each other more instead of causing more turmoil and hate. We just want to be heard. We want to feel like people. And we, a lot of us really don't. Jeffrey, what I'm frustrated by as I listen to you is the fact that this entire country has turned itself upside down in support of what you are saying right now, despite the fact that what you are describing is so extraordinarily rare. Are you not watching the news daily? Everything today is in support of what you just described that you're saying you get nothing but flack for. Um, yeah, but it's still more backlash than support. You know, uh, as far as... Jeffrey, things, they're you, canceling... You, you, Jeffrey, they're canceling TV shows. They're, they're, they're getting rid of, of, of 115-year-old um, uh, uh, images on products. They're, uh, they're, they, you had the CEO, Jeffrey, of a company called Chick-fil-A yesterday on his knees on camera shining the shoes of a black man to apologize for slavery that that CEO never was a part of. And and the, to a black man who was never a victim of slavery, I mean, I don't I, I, I don't know what more you know you could be asking for right now, especially for something. And and Jeffrey, the music's playing. Listen to me, sir. Um, I want you to call me back on Monday's show earlier in the show, uh, in the first hour, in the nine o'clock hour, if you can, so you and I can talk a lot more in depth about this. Can you do that? I actually I, I work during your I'm on lunch during your time and I don't go to lunch oh, until okay. 10, 10, 30. But if you, I, I you understand. Can, uh, oh, no, no. Hey, listen, listen. Don't hang up. I'm going to put you on hold right now. We'll get your number okay. and we'll call we'll call you back uh, at a time that's convenient for you. How about that? Because I I would love to talk to you more about this. You sound like a very sincere man and, and a very like, likable and a knowledgeable man. I'd love to have this conversation with you. So you hold on the line right now. Uh, to everybody else, thank you for listening and being a part of the discussion today. This weekend, please, be free. Be free.